Hello, everybody. Welcome to the You Collective podcast.、Uh, today, I'm really excited to have Jean John、uh, with us.、Uh, she is currently a director of engineering at Facebook, but she has had amazing path, and、uh, you know, I count her as a friend, and I love to、um, have Jean to share a little bit more about her path before we dive in. Jean, welcome、hey. to You Collective. Thank you. I'm very glad to be here. I've had the、uh, opportunity to check out some of the previous podcasts, and I've really enjoyed them. Thank you Thank for doing you. this. So, tell us about your path.、Um, my path is、uh, hard to summarize, just like all of our,、um, ours. But I was born and raised in、uh, China. I was from a remote province called Inner Mongolia. Um, wow! I studied science in high school.、Uh, we sort of in high school senior years have to pick science versus liberal arts.、Um, I studied science, but I went into a、um, BS program, so it's a science program focusing on international business.、Um, so it's a little bit different than、uh, what happens in U.S. Here, interestingly. When I came to the state for grad school, I was studying MBA, but instantly fell in love with internet programming,、um, you know, computer because I was holding an RA job at the same time for my professor. You know, that's how I was able to、um, support myself during the MBA program. And because of all the SAS programming and and all the database work、um, on the side, I ended up. Um, working, having, getting my first job as a programmer upon graduation. So,、um, totally not by design. I ended up in technology.、Um, never had a, you know, dull moment, and therefore continue to learn and grow. And I became a technologist. That's fantastic.、Um, I had no idea you're you're from Inner Mongolia. Maybe we talk a little bit more about that experience、uh, because it's such. Uh, you know, a different place, and it's amazing to see where you are today.、Um, I know you've worked at some of the most well-known technology companies, Jean.、Um, you know, you worked at IBM, you worked at、um, CA Technologies, you worked at Amazon,、um, AWS, and now you're at Facebook. In addition, you teach at Stanford.、Um, how do you kind of describe? Um, the different experiences you had, or rather,、um, how have you adapted to the different experiences? Because I feel like, you know, why they're all technology companies. Each technology company has its own DNA and culture.、Um, you're absolutely right, Joyce.、Uh, what I felt is I really don't have a、um, blueprint or a script or or a plan that I'm trying to follow.、Uh, things are very much. Um, serendipity, and I think you know life is actually wonderful and interesting because of exactly that.、Um, one thing that if I if I can try to generalize the theme here is sort of just follow your interests, and when you have that particular interest or desire to、uh, poke a bit deeper. To meet someone interesting, to you know, learn about a particular field,、um, you pretty much face a choice to say yay or nay, right? Do I do it or do I just you know, park that particular idea and continue with my day to day? And we probably go through these kind of decisions all the time.、Uh, I know I say I said as you know many no versus probably as many yes. In these particular moments, as you described here.、Um, 
I think I said yes and took some risk and give a new area a try, whether it's, uh, you know, pitching my first teaching idea to Stanford CSP. That stands for Continuing Study Program. So I teach in that program as, a, as an instructor or, you know, jumping a little bit from a large company to a startup, uh, which is kind of what I did from IBM to Apogee. Uh, or go from a traditional database field into, um, you know, product building or infrastructure, uh, which is what I did, you know, moving from, again, IBM or Apogee into uh, later on CA or Amazon. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about, um, you know, you point out kind of the different hats that you have worn in the in, even though you have always been technology um, and the decisions that you made. And, you know, one of the things that I think, um, you know, a lot of um, people think about is, okay, I'm technical, I know how to code, I know how to program. Um, you know, you have done it uh, in many different ways. Um, you have been on the engineering side, you are on the engineering side, but for a long time, you've been um, really uh, working on building products and as uh, in product management. For our audience out there that either are in product management or in engineering or just some role in the technical field, how do they make that transition or what kind of skills do they need so they can, if they have the opportunity or the desire to kind of move from a, a product management role to a pure engineering role and back and forth if, you know, that's where the interest lies? Yeah, um... I think the first thought coming to my mind from, you know, as far as how to be a good engineer, right? Um, the, the first thing coming to my mind is, you know, the ability to empathize or put ourselves into others' shoes. And this others here, um, as I talked about in my recent product building class, has multifaceted. It could be the end user it could be um, that company's procurement team. It could be your customer's, you know, a strategic holder or decision maker. And each one of them actually cares about something a little bit differently. Or let's say they equally care about three things, but they would rank the priorities differently. I think being a good engineer or a good builder, it's very important to put yourself in your user's shoes in plural here and really understand mm -hmm. what they are and trying to, you may not agree, but, but, but you need to acknowledge and even better if you could empathize, right? And then your, your product, what you build is closer to what you, you need. And more importantly, the more you empathize, the more you put yourself in that environment, the more likely you can delight them by bringing out things that they have not made a ask yet. They did not even know they need yet, right? This is kind of the delight moment when, you know, that first car came in and in a totally different shape than a traditional uh, horse wagon. Then this mm -hmm. is really where the excitement of uh, product building and getting ahead uh, mean here. And um, how do people kind of develop that empathy, um, especially for, you know, a lot of uh, uh, really intelligent uh, engineers, they, they have a view of like what to build. And, you know, you talk about kind of develop this empathetic uh, mindset to really truly understand the what users want. Uh, what are some of the specific maybe tools you can share with the audience here almost as a preview to your class? 
Um, I felt um, there's not necessarily a, a set of you know material or tutorial tutorials you you have to go through. It was really just out of a desire, out of a desire to say if I'm a builder, I'd like for the things I built count for something, mm-hmm. right? And it's going to be that interest, that desire, and that sense of responsibility driving you uh, to ask the question. Um, I've you know, had some discussion with local, you know, folks in my community. We met at meetups and they would come to say, Jin, this is fascinating, but how do I apply these thoughts? You know, I I fear that tomorrow when I go back to my day-to-day job and starting that scrum meeting, I would go back to the, you know, my normal self and none of these are going to happen. Um, We had those discussions and I understand it's very hard. Um, What I felt is, you know, you, you need to be reasonable with yourself, but also be intentional about even the small steps, right? Mm-hmm. The small steps help. I'll give you two examples. Um, one of my friends in, in the community, he is very intentional that as a product leader, he create these, you know, very polished um, user cards, right? Posting out um, this user's name and he says, you know, I am Jin, I do A. Uh, I desire B. Uh, my wish is C, right? It's yeah. so so visual with the picture and everything. But if you think about it, right, as a product leader or product manager, um, is publishing these user card, quote unquote, written in your job description? No, but he has gone out of his way, spending effort creating these, you know, very polished user cards and he has them posted along the hallway of his um you know engineering uh, cube there so that so the engineers walking by they sort of live and breath with these users right and i find that's a very small gesture but it's a very intentional effort right and such effort you know there's there's plenty more you can do. Uh, I think the second qu- uh, example I can raise is intentionally ask that question in the Scrum meeting. Mm-hmm. Who are we building this for? Uh, did we confirm this intent? Do we know one? You ask something super specific as you go through you know, the, the tr- backlog triage there. I think those are hopefully going to generate a lot more signals validating you know, sort of the value, the focus, and the intent of what you're about to build here. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, let me ask you one more question about kind of product management and engineering before we kind of come back to uh, your your personal path, um, which is I think in many of the uh, tech companies that you've worked at, and you know maybe my assumption is wrong, but um, a lot of folks who are in the product role or even sales or other roles, they grew up as engineers. And these companies really have a very, uh, you know, strong engineering product mindset. No, no matter where you go, in many other companies, um, you know, engineers in the engineering teams have always been engineers, and the product managers have always been product managers, and the sales teams have always been uh, coming from the sales background. From a product and engineering uh, teaming and collaboration perspective, how should the product managers collaborate with engineers? Because I get that question a lot, uh, especially for individuals who go into companies that don't necessarily have a strong product team or strong engineering team. They're figuring out um, essentially the dynamics between the two. 
I love that question. <laughs> I also get that a lot, right? Um, I also observe these kind of uh, challenges uh, in my organizations, and we try different things to solve it. So again, there's there's no silver bullet here. Um, I'm fascinated about our world today because um, everything eventually is about human connection, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we serve customers. Internally, we collaborate with our colleagues. Um, I started with a um, business-focused MBA degree uh, only to realize, you know, shortly after my programmer um, journey, I got pulled into a management track. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, fundamentally, this is about how do we communicate, you know, human to human. And that's a wonderful thing. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's just super rewarding. So from that sense, I've um, talked to my product management colleagues almost in the same notion um, as far as, you know, putting uh, us in the shoes of our engineering colleagues. You know, now we reverse the table a little bit. Uh, Why do the engineers ask such question A or B? Why do they want absolute clarity. Well, they're the one who needs to go code it, right? (laughs) They need to know about what's the main input and output. In their mind, they have this box, right? Mm -hmm. They want to know what goes in, what needs to spit out, and they need to know what are the edge cases for them to develop the uh, relevant test suite. So if you are an engineer, and if you have that experience and understand their world, understand the structure, right? you will um, be in much better you know, spot to empathize with them about the level of the clarity they need and this thinking approach of it's okay to have a very hairy and complex problem, but how can we compartmentalize them so we can tackle them one at a time and be able to have that overall sorrow approach but without muddle everything together. Yeah, because right? otherwise, you know, one talks to one direction, the other one goes on a different wavelength, and the two will never come across each other. So I felt, you know, I often encourage my product manager is to say, you know what, you're the advocate for the customers, for the users, absolutely true. But when you talk to the um, engineering colleagues, understand uh, from their perspective, right, give input about how you think you could help to um, slice and dice this complex problem. Another, um, you know, advice I, you know, almost request my uh, product management colleagues all the time is absolutely participate in testing. Be really, really hands-on, right? Yeah. Write the test cases, you know, go through the scenarios, um, you know, go through some of these uh, validation without the previous, you know, input and all that so, you, so that you don't lead the witness and really be able to test that out. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think that's fantastic. Uh, let's come back and talk about um, a few other things I know you're passionate about as well. So um, I know you, uh, you yourself uh, are a role model um, uh, in, in tech, uh, you know, woman, female leader in tech uh, has held a number of different, um, you know, amazing responsibilities in highly technical and mission critical product roles. Um, I know we've connected before around Grace Hopper initiatives. Um, for all the girls and women out there, because I still think we have a long way to go, what advice would you give them uh, now kind of looking at your journey and looking at kind of um, how the ecosystem uh, is evolving? 
Um, I give this one some thought. Uh, it does feel like a very uh, uh, important question that I feel responsible to give the best answer I can. Uh, my answer is probably non, um, uh, non-traditional. My answer is actually follow your heart and you know, know to respect the true self. Um, the reason I say that is in the past, I've given advice to especially my female colleagues and, and friends in the community to say, go lean in, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't judge, don't back off too soon. Don't say no, just hold, hold off for three more seconds or three more days. I, I've literally given that advice for, uh, for a lot of times. And I, I'm still, um, uh, you know, fully behind that particular advice. But if we step back and also summarize and for me to reflect, you know, the last 25 years of professional journey, mm-hmm. I also realized that in many cases, I have taken some risk. I have gone to gone, gone through some, you know, go out of my comfort zone, or I have committed myself for some um, pretty significant level of new learning and, you know, pour in my late night hours and all that because I wanted to, like I was following my own heart. It is going to be really hard to chase something that everybody else tells you that you should do if it's not truly in you. In fact, one thing I want to share is um, I now have um, my daughter who's 18 and she is facing um, choice of college. Uh, In working through this, you know, special process with her, you know, this is a very special moment for her and for all of us. I've realized that, you know, there's so much opportunities. It's like any path can be a great path, right? She is not so much in STEM, but she's fascinated about um, psychology and cognitive science. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and who knows, a couple of years down the road, she's, you know, also thinking about law. She wants to go in uh, to become a public defender someday. And these may all change. Um, but I'm sitting here thinking, I am indeed okay with all of these. And right. I have to confess, I did not feel this way two years ago, right? When we initially started discussing and, you know, looking into all the options and the right things for her. And therefore, what I want to say is, um, if I felt okay uh, supporting my own daughter to head to what she truly believed, and if I felt okay about the kind of the choices so far I've made, you know, I could have gone deeper, deeper into one thing. I could have gone, you know, wider, wider to many more things. But the way where I am, um, I'm very happy with where, where I yeah. am. I appreciate yeah. the learning opportunity. And I think it's that ease. Um, I'd love for, uh, for us women as a community to have. Um, yeah. The more we have, the better confidence we build, the better we treat ourselves, um, and therefore the better we project to the entire society, right? Um, think less about how others would critique or judge us. There's not a blueprint. And quite frankly, you write your own and just be happy, be content about, you know, following where your heart is leading you. Yeah, I uh, I also love that as well. I mean, I think um, just looking at your path and many of the other speakers on You Collective, and I fully agree, it's about um, how do you make your own path and be able to make those choices and I think most people uh, who have been on You Collective will agree with that. And it's about kind of what are the values and skills that drive one person to be able to make that path. It's not easy. 
um, but um, you have to follow what you love to do, interest, take calculated um, risks, and etc. Very true. Let me uh, let me close with one question, uh, and uh, this question is: uh, uh, What what's you know a product that you love and why? That is a hard one. I'm not prepared for that one. Um, I love many um, uh, many products. Um, so Google Map, I love. Um, I'm just naming what pops in my mind here. I yeah. do love my iPhone. Um, I use these, um, you know, product examples quite regularly in my discussion uh, because these tends to have very little debate, right? <laughs> as far yeah. as uh, we, we all have our user preference. Uh, I can think of, you know, Tesla being another example I use regularly. And yes, um, I, you know, uh, I, I am a very proud uh, and happy customer of Tesla as, as well. Um, and, and I think, you know, circle back to these products. Again, it was because of two things. Number one, they delivered something that truly solves the need. I can tell you for Gmail. I love the fact that there's this attachment reminder. Jin, you forgot to attach your file, right? It's small, but it's, you know, every time it triggers my appreciation. Yeah. And then that second thing these products in general they do is they delighted me with things that I did not know I could, you know, uh, be so in much need and love for, um, you know, whether it was the navigation system in Tesla or, um, you know, it's the, the fact that the, the level of integration among the apps in, in iPhones, right. It was just very intuitive, um, very easy, you know, tap one and get the calendar entry created from your text messages. Um, I think these delight are very important for product builders to mm. keep in mind. In fact, that should be our ultimate goal is, you know, we are building and delivering delights here. Well, Jin, thank you so much uh, for all your insights and advice and uh, sharing your journey with us. And uh, uh, we'll end here, but welcome you come back here anytime uh, to talk about what are the amazing stuff that you're doing. I know you're working on all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, thank you again and uh, congrats for being a role model and, and path maker for all of us. Thank you, Joyce. Have a great day there. Thanks. Bye-bye.